composers with drinks. Listening to music. My name is Gene Pritzker. And I'm Seth Bosted. Join us each month as we discuss a featured alcohol. Listen to music centered around a theme. And talk about the sounds we hear as the alcohol loosens our tongues. So this is the first episode uh, of this uh, show. And uh, for this first episode, we thought it would be uh, appropriate to have a theme of beginnings. Makes sense to me. It's a good theme, beginnings. So a lot of the pieces are going to have... Well, you'll see. It's about the beginnings. And the alcohol featured since, um, well, we just, we, we're playing it safe, just an alcohol that we both, Seth, know that we both like. And it's called um, Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve. Yeah, this is the bourbon. They have a great rye as well. Uh, but today we're drinking the bourbon, which is a great choice. We're starting out with a little bit of ice, which and I think is important, ice. but we may go neat as, as the night wears on. And it's going to get sloppy <laughs> as we get neat. Okay, that's, that's right. That's nice. I like that. Okay. So uh, so the idea of the show a little bit is uh, I bring in about 20 minutes of music and Seth brings in about 20 minutes of music. Or not quite 20 today. Around, around <laughs> that. And we don't tell each other what we're bringing in. So we're going to both be surprised. Uh, part of it is we have to bring a piece of ours. Uh, if we don't have it for the theme, we better write it. But I think we found something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, We've, uh, I don't know, I have some other rules in my head. I like to bring pieces from various genres uh, uh, of music that I enjoy, some very eclectic. I don't know if you... She didn't you tell me those it. rules. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like you, whatever. Just compose that I really like and just Google, do they have anything to do with preludes or beginnings? For this one, I went pretty much, uh, pretty straight, you know, with, with composed music. But uh, as mm-hmm. we move forward, we'll, uh, we'll certainly change that up. So um, I guess it'll be, well... We're uh, just so everybody knows, we are drinking and talking at the moment. Oh, yeah. So, we're gonna do a cheer so you can hear it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay, These are beautiful whiskey glasses, by the way. Whiskey, yeah, <laughs> that was the real deal. Oh, uh, the introduction music is um, uh, a piece I took uh, a, a piece of Seth's, a melody of Seth that we uh, performed not long ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, actually not even a melody. It's like a, a violin line from my opera. That, that was very melodic. almost a throwaway piece. Well, it's melodic-y because I like to do... Yeah. E- even my you know accompanimental lines c- tend to be melodic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we wrote it for the Composers with Drink, the live show that we exactly. often do. And uh, I-, I arranged it for a sound lib or a combination right. of sound lib. And now here it is in this new iteration. So that's yeah. <laughs> so, kind of fun. So that's going to be the theme. It's going to always start with that. that. That's the theme song. If you hear that, get your drinks, You know, put on your galoshes and listen to us that's right okay so <laughs> i think i think we should start off the show with both of our pieces so um seth you want to let's start with your piece you want to sure. talk about it for a second yeah my piece is very simply called prologue, prologue. and um many years ago uh right when i was getting into radio uh for the first time i uh decided to be fun as a composer to write a radio play and nice. so i looked into these stories from the 1920s by ben hecht and they're super fun. Actually, he had uh, he was writing for the Daily News, a newspaper in Chicago at the time, and he asked his editor, he said, hey, I want to write short stories, and I want you to publish them every day in the newspaper for a year. Whoa. And his editor said, yeah, sure, which is crazy. <laughs> you can't imagine that happening now. Right, and so there are these little slices of life in Chicago. Most of them are actually kind of downbeat and sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, we worked with a theater company called Straw Dog. It did an awesome job adapting six of the stories. So I decided that the, the piece really needed a prologue to set the mood. Right. So it's kind of this, uh, you know, yeah, a little bit heavy. We're looking through time almost 100 years ago. I wanted to just get you in that mood. Um, and again, many of the pieces are a little sad. So that's, that's the theme here for the prologue. It's for flute, clarinet, violin, cello, and bass. Thank you. 
So it's weird to hear the ending of that because in my mind it goes right into the next (laughs) track. And he says, you will sometimes notice it's it's the words of Ben Hecht, uh, the actor. But anyway, that's Prologue, a piece that I wrote uh, for a larger work called A Thousand and One Afternoons in Chicago, which is an evening length radio play that I wrote with my buddy Amos Gillespie. So happy to be able to revisit it here on our first Composers with Drinks, Listening to Music episode beginnings. And that was a good beginning, a prologue, which... I guess me- prologue means beginning, right? Yeah. I didn't really think of this word. I was like searching for preludes, you know, introductions, uh, what else? Overtures? I got an overture. Log comes from logos, meaning word. Smart <laughs> And pro because means beginning. <laughs> so it's Smart the ass. words that begin the thing. It, it, but we start to use it in music, too. You see, if you listen to the show, you will learn things. That's right. You learn, it's an educational Greek. show. <laughs> yeah. Remember that, composers. Don't sue us. This, mm-hmm. is, this is all fair use act. It's all for education. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to... Okay, so it's uh, my turn, and I'm going to do... Uh, so I, I don't know. I have 700 and... At this point, 29 pieces of music. And some of them do have the word beginning or introduction in it. I would but, assume so, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I have two large works. They're both 45 minutes each. We're not going to listen to the whole works. And both of them have an introduction. Uh, so the first one is called The R- Right Through an Eclectic Spectrum, which is my take on The Rite of Spring of Stravinsky. I fuck with it a lot. He would have loved it. And... Uh, the beginning movement of it is called introduction, and you will certainly recognize the main melody that I mess with because that's it's really introduction to all contemporary music, as far as I'm concerned. It's the, you know the opening line from the Rite of Spring, and then mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I take it to Africa and other places, and we jam on it. And then the next piece is my it's an opera of mine called the Varieties of Religious Experiences, uh, William James's Varieties of Religious Experiences, mm-hmm. from which I turn into a suite, and it's called the V R E Suite. And the beginning of that is uh, also called an introduction. So what I'm going to do, uh, since both introductions they're all they're too long, like eight minutes each. So I'm going to do two minutes of each. So it's about about two minutes of each. So this is going to be like a four-minute thing of two introductions, starting off with the right introduction from right through an electric, eclectic spectrum with uh, Franz Hackel on trumpet, Max Pollock on percussion, Greg Baker on guitar, Philip Moll on synth. There's no bass. In the, the bass player plays synths in the first hmm. movement, so all you hear is synths. So it's kind of weird. Uh, Garnet Bernreiter on drums and myself on guitar. And then it goes into... The introduction from VRE Suite, also an excerpt, two minutes, which has myself on guitar, Greg Baker on guitar, Matt Fields on bass, Joe Abba on drums, and my dearly departed but amazing friend who I uh, love very much, Dave Gotai on cello, who has a great solo, which unfortunately I had to cut off because it goes into the two minutes. <laughs> but you'll hear a little bit of Future it. episode. Future episode, yeah. So two introductions by me, both from various places, uh, pieces. Hope you dig it, both played by my band Sound Liberation. Check it! Thank you. 
Introduction from the VRE Suite, performed by Sound Liberation, uh, and on the, from the album VRE Suite on Innova Records. And before that, introduction from the Right Through an Electric Spectrum, performed by some Sound Liberation on Composed Concordance Records, both by myself, Gene Pritzker, and uh, yeah, that's how we introduce shit. Also, you want to win a bottle of Woodford Reserve? Say right to an eclectic spectrum ten times fast. Oh, like, record that, send it to us, it to and we'll buy your ass a and bottle of bourbon. Because and we'll know if you it too, <laughs> that's right, we'll know. We'll know. We always know. We professionals up here. That's two pieces by Gene Pritzker. Good shit, Gene. Thank you. As always, I think we're both a little high and dry whiskey wise here. We're getting are, there. Are we not? Oh, oh what's oh, that sound? Dry, as in we don't have enough. Okay. Yeah, as in we need to. Here, let's we need to refill. Sound. Oh, yeah. That's a sound of refreshment, by the way. Huh? That's a sound of refreshment. It's very I mean, refreshing. That's, yeah, yeah. So, I think we have to admit something. Uh, I, I like the show uh, by Jerry Seinfeld of comedians and cars getting coffee. So this is a little bit like that, except it's composers with drinks listening to music. But the sentence is the same, right? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. A, like, uh... We also don't have access to the world's greatest cars. Or comedians. <laughs> like, well, for that matter, yeah. Well, we so, have access to the world's greatest composer's well, music. Exactly. <laughs> this idea, uh, beginnings, you can go a lot of ways with it, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm beginning to be a better person today, you know? Nice. <laughs> nice. For example, because yesterday I was terrible. I was he, an he, asshole. He was an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Help this old lady across the street, <laughs> and then I left her, like, halfway across. Anyway... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was hoping there would be some sound effects. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was thinking, uh, this is a piece that I think, you know, anybody in the contemporary classical music world knows. It's Fox Ballonet by George Crumb. I mean, it's kind of like, at this point, you know, a warhorse of a piece. Uh, but it's one of the pieces that really got me into contemporary music as a young lad in uh, Columbia, Missouri, many, many years ago. And I love the idea because it's a, a, a kind of you know, prelude, as it were, for the beginning of the world, or a vocalise for the beginning of the world, oh, uh, the nice. beginning of creation, long before humans. Because, uh, you know, as much as we are so focused on ourselves, we've been on the planet less than 1% of the planet's <laughs> existence. I know. We hardly exist. <laughs> we hardly exist, although we'll be, you know, we're going to leave a big imprint. But mm -hmm. uh, the piece also just music to me is just fascinating I mean and I love this version it's and, and it was it was Crumb's birthday yesterday oh right well and, and Crumb celebrates his 90th birthday in October 
For those who don't know, this piece is about whale song. He does a lot, a lot of things to recreate that idea. He makes the performers wear half masks to uh, to lose their humanity. He makes them bathe themselves in blue light, which, as as a you know event producer, it's really hard. Most people just put like a crappy blue uh, light bulb on the stage right, right. to actually bathe the performers in blue light. It's fucking hard, man. You have to get gel caps in your lights. Anyway, I won't go into it. Like Goddamn Crumb. Is that where the Blue Band Group got <laughs> Yeah, probably. Oh, They're like, shit. oh, George Crumb. We can make money, though. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just be like a superstar in a very small world. Right. Anywho, right, uh, this is the first movement of Vox Ballonet by George Crumb.
First movement of Vox Ballonet, the voice of the whale, vocalise for the beginning of time. We heard Fred Sherry, James Gemmel, and Zizi Mueller, who is the flutist. She's the person we hear at the very, very beginning, vocalizing through the flute, which is one of my favorite techniques. I love hearing somebody sing through the flute. What do you think about that, Gene? I, I, I do enjoy a person uh, singing. Through... Oh, wait. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> got to get it. Hello? Hey, stop playing my music. Who is this? Oh, wait, is that Crum? Is that Crum? Crum. <laughs> Judge Crum called said not to play his music. Okay, sorry. <laughs> he doesn't want to be associated with this. <laughs> I just found a, a, a ringing sound on my on my keyboard, and and this is the this is what I did. I'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, we are getting a little more drunk here. Uh, I love that piece. The thing is, uh, I'll admit, I am a big George Crum fan, but I don't really know that piece so well. So it was fun to Which hear. Which is interesting to me, because, yeah, Vox Bellin. I mean, well, I guess, you know, for me, it was the first piece of her, his I ever heard oh, uh, okay. as an undergrad long ago. And you have to imagine, I mean, we were just listening to it, but you have to imagine the theatricality of it, because, again, the stage is supposed to be dark. Ideally, the players have memorized the music. Yeah, they're yeah. wearing these half masks. They're, they're bathed in blue light. You know, they are meant to, literally, this is Crum's idea, by the end of the... Oh, you're going to back? No. Oh, by the end what? of the performance. <laughs> sorry, I thought Gene was editing. I'm by, the, editing. <laughs> by the end of the like performance, they, the performers, and we, the audience, are meant to literally have lost touch with our humanity and, and to identify with the whale in this amazing way. And you know, this what is what if, I love about Trump. What, what if when you came to the concert, you've already lost touch with the humanity? Well, you know, it depends on how you got to the concert, but that often has <laughs> happened. I'm a dead you whale. Know? I mean, <laughs> I bike. I bike. And, you know, and people honk and they do things that make me lose touch with my humanity. That's you true. Know, that's embrace true. my inner. Animal and beast. <laughs> I don't know if Crumb was tapping into that per se, but I don't know what he's tapping into. Man. The whale, man. The whale. The ocean. Shit, my style is kind of fat, reminiscent of the yeah, whale. Who knows that? Come on, if you know where that's from, email me. You want to borrow bourbon? You want to borrow a bourbon? <laughs> exactly. Okay, a little tribe called Quest here on. Composed with drinks, listening to music on, uh, wait, there's no radio station. This is a podcast. I was going to say like W, uh, yeah, but there's no W nothing. W Woodford Reserve. W Woodford Reserve. <laughs> okay, we're going to move to my yeah. next composer. Let's just move, okay? We're going to move because we all, we have only like, this show is only five hours long. Oh, so uh, I picked for my first composer, Duke Ellington, who is one of the great American composers. I mean, he's one of the great composers. He just happens to be American. And, uh, you know, my friend Dan Cooper and I always discuss why is Duke Ellington not taught as, you know, a standard rep composer in the, n not in the jazz uh, uh, college uh, programs, but in any college for just composition. Like when I took composition, nobody talked about Duke Ellington. Is you it know. because his scores are not widely available for study? They are available. You could, of course, are they? they're available. Are they? Yeah, for Big Ben, you could get. You could get they're available. I, okay. Yeah. As he as he wrote them, or as they were arranged by others? Well, uh, he orchestrated. He had other people orchestrate. Of course, I mean, he's got so many things. But this piece uh, that I found, it's called "In the Beginning God Theme," and it's from uh, it's from an album titled "Concert of Sacred Music," and it's the Duke Ellington and his orchestra band, the performers. And uh, on the label is BMG International. That's all the info. But uh, just check it. I mean, it's, it's written so well. Uh, everything about it is great. The is this theme, from a larger work of his? Or? Yes, yes. The, the, the whole work is called, uh, uh, well, it's a whole, it's Concert of Sacred Music. So it's a whole ah, concert. Okay. And this is, the, this is the intro to it. So... And this is an original composition. He's not arranging. No, no, no. Or... This is uh, this is Ellington. This I mean, is great. actually, Ellington didn't really. I mean, he. It was all original compositions. I mean. I yeah, yeah. No, I'm just really excited to hear it. Yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't know this. I, I don't know Ellington super, super well. But uh, in the beginning, God. It's an amazing title. Yeah, in the beginning, God. <laughs> yeah, but you know, right? <laughs> Jesus. Jeez, Louise, come down, Duke. All right, so Duke talking about God, Seth and Gene talking about booze. Here we go. Check it. Thank you. 
Duke Ellington, in the beginning, God, from this uh, Concert of Sacred Music album that I don't know so well, uh, but um, I'm going to check it out. And I guess it was recorded live at the New York Fifth Avenue pre- How do you call it? Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Church. I can't say it. I'm Jewish. <laughs> Not so, so far from here. <laughs> Church. Uh, anyway, but... Uh, yeah, great music. Yeah. I know we're moving in a new direction, but just on this Duke Ellington, I mean, and go back to what you said, talking with Dan Cooper from uh, Comp Court, yeah. I mean, about why is he not considered one of the great composers? I mean, first of all, I think that he is, but, but yeah. why not by more classical people? And I don't get it because, I mean, you listen to that music and it's got everything that, that a great composition needs to have, right? Everything. I mean, and, and the thing is, like, sometimes people make, you know, about like various types of music, like pop, hip hop, whatever, that it's not written out. Fine. But this is all written out. The yeah, score, yeah. Everything, all those like techniques that you hear the the you know guys do. There is improvisation, but hey, there's improvisation in contemporary uh, music these d- days. You know? There's structure and form. I mean, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it's perfect. It rises and it falls. It grabs you. I mean, there's these like uh, really big moments and these very intimate moments with only one instrument. And I mean, it's it's everything. And that was just the first four movements. This whole thing is uh, well, it's a, I don't know, twenty minutes. I don't know how, yeah. long, how long is the whole fucking piece. That's a revelation, man. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for. Yeah, well, that's what the show's about: getting drunk and. Re- Revelating. Revelating. <laughs> Revelate your that's ass. That's not a word at all. Which sounds like you're going to get, that's the revenant, right? Where you get attacked by a bear. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, it's yes. different. Our different thing. show is about bears. <laughs> could be. It could be. There's music about bears. There's music about bears. <laughs> Actually, I know a really good piece uh, by a guy who was building a house in Arizona and got chased <laughs> by a bear and then wrote a piece of music about it. I shit you not. This is real. Hello? <laughs> is that Chrome again or is that the bear? <laughs> oh, that's an alien. That's an alien. Yeah, I don't know what that is. No, yeah, I don't know. That's Crazy House. The guy built Oh, okay. The house. There you go. All right. That's Tim Allen's house. All right. We're <laughs> gonna we're gonna move on to Seth's uh, next pick, which is which let's is, go. Which is surprising to me. Go ahead. Let's go in a totally different direction. Well, you know, uh, the fun thing about having a theme for a show like this is it forces you kind of out of your comfort zone. Right. So you say uh, we talk about beginnings, we talk about preludes, etc. And so for me, I didn't have a lot that I could think of right off the bat. Right. So I'm googling around and find these preludes for violin and piano by a Russian composer. They're an hour back. Did not know you went to school with her. <laughs> uh, she's a friend of mine. I know they were. Well. Knew none of this. I'm um, gonna tag her on Facebook. So she and uh, yeah, you know, and, and I, I really, uh, well, the, I want to play the first one before we talk about anything else. This is the right. first one in C major. Let's not even talk about it. Let's just play it. Here it is. 
Well, composers love to write music in different keys because we have this equal temperament system thanks to J.S. Bach. And Lara Auerbach has written 24 preludes for violin and piano in each of the different major and minor keys. That is the first of them in C major. And for me, I really like it. Uh, to me, it's evocative of, of the Schubert Winterreise. There's a really famous piece where he's just hammering out. It's in D minor, a very different key, but he's just hammering out these repeated notes over and over again, which is how the piano starts in that piece. The violin is very, very lyrical. It's, it's because he had syphilis. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I actually have a separate project called Composers of Syphilis. Oh, really? Well, it hasn't gone anywhere yet. It's, 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 still, it's, still, it's still in my head. <laughs> it's still in my head, but they all had syphilis. Look it up. I mean, I know, it's, can it's I get syphilis absurd. and be part of the project? Um, you, can, you can easily get cured <laughs> if, you, if you get syphilis today, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> oh, my. That's, uh, that's syphilis leaving the body. That's yeah. actually what that sound is. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's both of us now de-syphilized. So. De-syphilized. Very both good. Both of us drinks getting drunker. <laughs> well, it's funny to me because, uh, yeah, you brought in a piece I think that we'll talk about next. It's very similar, but uh, this idea <laughs> of the, well, not musically, but the 24 preludes. Yeah, but, but also 24, you know, every key, major word, word and minor. Uh, I'm going to just go out and say as a composer, I'm never going to do that. What about you? I'm going to say as a composer, I'm in the middle of doing that. You so, bastard. <laughs> so I wrote my first Prelude and Fugue for pianist Edward Laurel that we performed last year. And this year I just finished a piece for uh, Carlton Holmes, who's one of my favorite pianists. He's a jazz pianist, but this guy is a fucking badass. So we're performing it January 24th as part of Composed Concordance Three Keys concert. You, you're at that concert. I think I'm on that concert. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, I haven't so, written that piece uh, yet, though. So, ugh. okay, write your fucking piece. But anyway, but <laughs> I, I am. So I have two Prelude and Fugues, number one and two, both in no key major. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so you're not actually doing 24 uh, major There's not minor be 24. keys. There's going to okay. be just a whole bunch of preludes and fugues. It could be 24. Okay. Key-wise, I don't do keys. Because I was going to joke that I'm going to write 24 preludes that are all atonal, which I well, think would be I'm hilarious. Doing. I mean, mine are, basically. They're, they're, they're not atonal. They're not. They're bitonal. They're, well, actually, this one is based on uh, Carlton is a great jazz pianist. It's based on a, on, on a very famous jazz scale, the whole thing. Octatonic so, or whatever? It's not octatonic. It's like octoshmonic. Octoshmonic. Yeah. I don't fucking know. It's like a Yiddish uh, a Yid- uh, jazz, j- a Yiddish <laughs> jazz scale. <laughs> I got octoshmonic. <laughs> octoshmonic. There you go. There you go. It's the octoshmonic just, scale. Okay, so Composer with Drinks has invented the octoshmonic scale. Absolutely. <laughs> write, write a piece in the octoshmonic scale and you can win a, a bottle, bottle of Woodford of- Reserve. <laughs> you, can, you know, there's many ways of winning a bottle of Woodford That's Reserve. That's right. Apparently. That's right. That's okay. right. So look, I'm gonna go to my piece now because it's 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 uh, Shostakovich, okay? Shostakovich, as some people say. No, nobody says that. I say that. I'm Russian. <laughs> I know how to say it, but it's Shostakovich. Uh, and Shostakovich wrote some great, great preludes and fugues, and this one is in D flat. And the reason I'm playing this one uh, is because there's there was a score online that you could follow along, and there was another video where a guy really dissected it, and it was so uh, interesting. The guy dissected this whole prelude and fugue and showed how Parts of the preludes are in the fugue, and he goes back and forth. He's really messing with... I mean, he's doing some cool shit. And uh, there's a bunch of uh, recordings that I saw, but um, this one is Keith Jarrett, so I thought it was interesting that... It, you know, but... Yeah. I mean, he's a great pianist, period. No, he but, is. But he, he is kind of known in the jazz world. So this is Keith Jarrett playing Prelude and Fugue in D-flat, Opus 87, number 15, by Dmitry Shostakovich.
the sound of the Woodford Reserve being opened. <laughs> and that was uh, Shostakovich, Prelude and Fugue in D-flat. Uh, Opus 87, number 15, played by Mr. Uh, what's his name? Keith Jarrett. Played very well. Played, yes, Keith played, played pretty yeah. good. Great. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. good. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Jarrett. So, yeah, man, I love writing fugues and preludes and all that. Uh, so, we're talking about pre- what's a prelude? And uh, the Govich here said, you know, a prelude, like if you look through all the history, it could really be anything that just kind of repeats a similar thingy. Does it lead into the fugue? I mean, is it, a, you know, the prelude, the idea of coming I guess, before, yeah. or, or I don't know. But I mean, but here, it's just like, oh, it's, just, it's a waltz, really. I mean, it's, you know, it's a funny waltz. But I love how a lot of the prelude is in the fugue. He, he kind of... All right, we're getting to... In Prelude to the Afternoon of the Fawn, do we yeah. ever get the Afternoon of the Fawn, or is it only just the prelude to it? Um... It's just like, yo, there's going to be a fawn. And an afternoon. And, and, afternoon, you know, and you get this drunk is, and you fall yeah. asleep and you never really get there. This is what happens before wow. it. Right? <laughs> That's not what I wanted at all. <laughs> no way. We'll okay. work on, we're working the sound effects, folks. All right. Yeah. If you have thoughts, let us know. Listen, we, uh, so to the, for the, this is, you know, we're coming to the end of the show here. And we have a segment that I've invented. Has anybody ever watched a, a, a Mystery Theater 3000? I guess that's yeah. I don't know. I was trying to be like 10,000 people there, but yeah. That was pretty good, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> over there. Who's drinking in the other room? There's, 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 <laughs> there's people drinking everywhere. There's a show being recorded called... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Actors with Drinks. Actors with Drinks. <laughs> so anyway, so there's these guys in mm-hmm. Mystery Theater 3000. Uh, they were sitting around listening, uh, watching movies, old movies, and, and commenting, funny commenting, on these movies. So I thought, wouldn't this be great with music? But also with scores. So this is called Drunk Score Study and Live Commentary. Woohoo! Okay. So for this uh, <coughs> episode, uh, and, and next episode, uh, you're in charge of picking it. Okay, all right. And we do save this for the end of the show when we're both, you know, it's in, our, in our cups, as they say. It's hard to, to do things. I'm actually in my cup right now. I, I, you can't see me, but I'm sitting Please. in my whiskey cup. I, can you put your shirt back on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gross. It's really gross. But uh, uh, this, so I picked a piece, so it has to still be with the theme, which is beginnings today. Uh, and this is by Malcolm Arnold, who is an English composer, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Which means he's good. No, I don't mean that, but I mean, <laughs> I mean there's kidding. a lot of really you know, crappy... We Americans look up to the English. That's there's all I'm a saying. lot of crappy oh, we new, used to. new music, like Guys Alive, so I can't say it. I mean, we're not going to say people we hate. We're just, Gene, there is no crappy music in the world. What, what, do... <laughs> okay. so, what are you anyway, talking about? Malcolm Arnold wrote a piece <laughs> called A Grand Grand Overture. Opus 57. God, in, so English. It can't just be a grand overture. No, but that's the whole thing. So first I thought this was pretentious, <laughs> but then if you read about it, and ah, I'm going to read about it for right. a second. He wrote this in 1956. It's a 20th century parody of the late 19th century concert overture scored for an an enormous orchestra with organ, additional brass instruments, and obligato parts for for four rifles, three Hoover vacuum cleaners, two upright in (laughs) B-flat, one horizontal with detachable sucker in C. (laughs) It's now only performed in Trump countries. (laughs) (laughs) And an electric floor polisher in E-flat. Oh, very nice. <laughs> it is dedicated to President Hoover. Uh, so, yes. So the cool thing is that I looked at the score, and yes, it has rifles and, and Hoover vacuum cleaners. And in E-flat. In E-flat, and, and, and a floor polisher. And you're going to hear all of this in the piece. Now, we're going to listen to this piece. The thing is, usually I wanted to pick a piece that's kind of not so good, so, so Seth and I could make fun of it. But actually, this is a, quite a good piece. Really well written. <laughs> the score is beautiful. Really written. Everything's great about it. And, and it makes fun of the 19th century overture, as it says, which is great. Uh, it's, it's really a well... You know, it kind of reminds me of Ravel's Laval's where he's making fun of the waltz, mm-hmm. like in mm-hmm. a really grand... So this is uh, Mark Arnold making fun of the overture. Uh, it's a really hip piece. I hope you guys enjoy it. But we are going to talk over it. Yeah. Uh, though, Probably and, and, in silly voices. No, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. And I'm going to have the score up uh, uh, up, so we could uh, watch the score and say stuff. But the score is meticulous, so there's really nothing to make fun of the score. Like, I was trying to find, like, you know, E-sharps and shit, mm. but there's nothing like that. It's really no, good. He knew his He knew, he his, knew his shit. This guy's a good composer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mark Ar- Malcolm Arnold's A Grand Grand Overture, Opus 57 from 1956. Check it.
and they're off. <laughs> but that's really pretty, actually. And look at that thick little line. It's pretty beautiful. It's vital shit. Yeah. No, in the first opening seconds, he's told you exactly what he's tweaking. Yeah. <laughs> All the tropes are there. Look, that's the vacuum cleaner. They're on. Except for the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that's it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, this is this is Der Freischutz. I mean, with the, the rifles, this is the hunter, you know. Yeah. The orchestration is impeccable. Yeah. And the organ. The organ is. The organ is badass. I feel it in my stomach. <laughs> and then, look how it's, it's all in two four, so so the syncopation sound. Sound like you can write this like in weird tension. You don't need to. It's all conforming. Oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. It's like Blazing Saddles or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so, so this is '56. I was thinking like a yeah, lot of yeah. movie music is definitely influenced. Oh, for sure. There was already '56 movie music, you know, yeah. that you know, all those guys. But yeah, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, this is very cinematic. <laughs> I mean, I know the composer a little bit, Arnold, but... Yeah, I've heard that. There we go. Oh, yeah. All right. Is that my steed? <laughs> That's right. May I have this dance? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Will it resolve? Oh, it did resolve. I was hoping for more rifles, actually. This is cool. It goes from key to key from different uh, uh, sections. Yeah. This is the stormy section. Yeah. Well, storm and drum. Storm and drum. Check that. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just, but the, the, the sections modulate. Oh, here we go. He was watching Bugs Bunny cartoons too. Uh, right? <laughs> There's some Carl Stalling in there. <laughs> or or, the or, or vice versa, yeah. I know. Watching him, like Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, the vacuum cleaner's on. <laughs> I don't hear it. Oh, now I hear it. Hopefully somebody's actually cleaning the stage yeah. with it, you know, like it's amplified, but oh they're actually, God. it's actually doing some good. I don't know why this piece is not played every time. <laughs> well, see the instrumentation's a bit, uh, we're going to find a floor cleaner in E-flat now. <laughs> you know, is that a Roomba? I mean, you know, <laughs> you get a Roomba in E-flat. That's right, an official piece with a bunch of Roombas. <laughs> there you go, around. absolutely. <laughs> yep. Well, now the electric uh, polisher and... It's actually nice. It's just a, a bit of white noise, really. It's white noise. Yeah, dissonant, but it works. Uh, this is the, the calm before the storm, I guess. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but the vacuum cleaners are always there. Here they are. Again. Yep. When I was listening to this person, like, wait, what's up? I want people on skates vacuuming, you know, <laughs> like on the stage. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping nice. is happening. Yeah, exactly. There you're right, exactly. <laughs> there we go. Oh yeah. Oh, I see lots of notes. Lots of lots of black notes. Black page. That's a great accent on the first note. And it's, it's not a glitch, but it's, it's fast enough. There's a tam tam with a tam tam with a very quick uh, yeah, stop. immediately stopped it, yeah. But he actually didn't write a stop, he had a. They stopped it though. Yeah, makes no sense. But he didn't have a. Retard? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to call you that stuff. 
Oh, I like it. It's great. Yeah. It's right from like some kind of movie. Somebody's driving a car. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I could let, let that go a little longer. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of arrhythmic in a way too. I like. Because the organ. <laughs> the organ doesn't have to do anything but just go boom. Oh, oh, come on, crazy. that's all you need. That's all you need. It's good enough. <laughs> and an augmentation of that first melody. <laughs> All the music I ever heard, yeah, from cartoons or movies or whatever, in one place, you know. This is like, the greatest piece I ever heard. Yeah, I know. Maybe we're drunk. <laughs> Maybe. This we're, is it. Think about this chord. This string chord is coming up. We're looking at the score, by the way. That's why we know what's coming up. This is my new desert island piece. Yeah. <laughs> Check out these chords. With the organ. I got rain sticks. What am I hearing there? Oh, more politicians. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and there's no okay. rifles. Now I feel like we're rifles. actually shooting people. Oh, like, four of us, you know. There's, there's four, there's names to the There's one, two, three, four. There's four guys. I mean, someone gets a shot. Oh my god. <laughs> they're not shooting together. Before it was musical. That time it actually felt like, you know, <laughs> they're the aiming the rifles at something here. Someone. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> Classic ending. Oh, oh, oh god. Is it D such a hurry? Are we gonna drag out the 5 1 as they do? Oh! Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. You can't tweak this form without doing that. And, you know, hopefully it'll be a very long codetta as well. The audience is Oh, orchestra bells, yeah! We're, we're tweaking Tchaikovsky here, I think. I don't know. Just go nuts on the bells, dude. I don't actually like the orchestra bells personally, but hey, yeah. they're doing their job here. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Holy crap, this is the codetta I was talking about. That itself will be 15 minutes. Oh, I see the bells over oh, here. Oh, the restraint. Oh, it went really slow. So there's a bamba. Oh, yeah, yeah, over. yeah. Anyway, so that was that was a cool piece. Hey man, that was pretty fun. I'm gonna applaud. Mystery We're Science gonna Theater three thousand. That's not applause. That's not applause. <laughs> no, yeah. Woo! Yeah. I'll add later. We'll get it. Just pull up a football game or something. Yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got a plus to go. So um, Malcolm Arnold, our boy, Malcolm Arnold. Malcolm Arnold hey a man, great English great, composer. great piece, great yeah, piece. Who's got an enormous orchestra, unlimited amounts of money? Uh, you know, a floor cleaner in E flat. Let's do this thing. And four rifles. <laughs> yeah, which four. could be illegal. Well, you know, it's America after all. So um, you know, I don't know it's you can do this in Missouri. Maybe do AR-15s or something. You know, up oh, the up the ante a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. Now we're talking. Very hippie. So, if you don't know it, now you know it. I'm anti-gun, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, I'm pro uh, uh, shooting people with guns. Oh. Wait. That's a hell of a thing to admit to. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Listen, uh, this has been our first show. Did you know? Yeah. Composers with drinks. The first, and, I was actually taking a drink as drank, you said that. We drank uh, uh, half of the bottle of Woodford Reserve. A little more. And I'm going to have a, just a touch more before. You, you're gonna, you can uh, have yeah, more. It's going right? to happen because we're going to listen to Zep on the way out. So, yes. I, I found one more piece. Well, I, you can find more pieces. But I, I, I wanted one more piece. And this one. So, I, actually, so one of my rules is always to have a Zappa piece. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But always to have a piece. So, my three favorite composers that have inspired me in my life are Zappa, Stravinsky, and Mendelssohn. So I'm going to try to have one of those guys on each show, just because. Also, we have some ideas. It didn't happen this show, uh, but uh, friends of ours, or at least I have this idea, and I've reached out to two friends, and they just, both of them didn't have, uh, to Charles Coleman and Louis Andre Cobo, both of them did not have music with the word prelude or beginnings, which mm, is weird. Mm-hmm. So Charles sent me something, but... He really misunderstood what I was saying. <laughs> it's like, no, that's an ending. That's, that's an ending, Charles. No, 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 no. I, don't I don't know what he was doing. I'm like, I'd like to play this piece, but I can't. That's funny. So we'd like to play people that uh, are uh, you know, part of our series, Composing Cordons, uh, regularly, so we'll definitely have that as well. And if you're listening to this uh, before November 10th, 
which you might be. Uh, we're uh, having most big, likely after. <laughs> <laughs> there's a concert. The uh, next composing Gordon's concert is at Symphony Space called Estonia Connection. Seth has a piece, brand new piece, brand new piece. Never Estonian heard it. Cloud. What is it? Clouds called? over Tallinn. Clouds over Tallinn. I have a brand new piece, uh, The Man Who Loved Locks, which is about uh, an old Estonian fairy tale based on a poem by Eric T. Johnson. So, uh, yeah, you know, come by. November 10th, Symphony Space. You can't miss it. We'll be there. Uh, we're going to leave you. Is there something you want to say before we leave them? Well, you know, uh, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And Larry. I think that going out with Frank Zappa, there's no better way. Uh, because, uh, again, going back to my early years in, in high school, etc., you know, learning about music. Well, Zappa was always there. He was, was let's just there. put it that way. He was always there. Slurking. He was there for me, man. He was there for me. <laughs> and for many, many, many other people. misfit weirdos. So this piece is from uh, an album called uh, Weasel Rip My Flesh. And it's called Prelude. So there were preludes in it. To the afternoon of a sexually aroused gas mask. Which I think was Debussy's uh, second title. <laughs> he, he went with after the fawn. Yeah, he was like, oh, so whatever. Like this title. We'll do the fawn this time. But uh, the, wait, is this a program note? I don't know. Like Dita. That's very small text, my friend. Yeah, I could. So, Prelude to the Afternoon of a Sexually Aroused Gas Max gives a very good idea of what the Mothers of Invention could do on stage. Both songs are found on the 1969 LP Weasels Rip My Flesh. But unlike the first one, Prelude is not a strong per se, but a direct improvisation. It includes bits of music, some snorks provided by Motorhead, Sherwood, and most importantly, a chorale section where Roy Estrada sings the lead part while the rest of the band follows Zappa's instruction. Laughs, high notes, low notes, pua, etc. The title of the track is derived from a symphonic poem of Claude Debussy, uh, which you can hear a few notes of at the end of the piece. Being oh, you're skipping the French? Improvised. I, 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 <laughs> I am drunk. I, I kid recently. you. <laughs> uh, it was not performed on other times than the one when it was recorded, but the Mothers of Invention did use similar structures on other occasions. So they did this thing. They were like, this sounds good. Let's put it in an album. And then I found on YouTube other people that transcribed it and played it in chamber ensembles. So check this out. This is Frank Zappa, one of my, one of the, one of the, one of my gods, prelude to the afternoon of a sexually aroused guest mask. This is Gene Pritzker and Seth Boosted? Bo- I, can, I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> well, I'm trying to change it, actually, to Boosted, because it's more French and Boosted. more cool. For composers with drinks talking about music. That's right. See you next time. Next time.
Ha, ha, ha.